I still don't believe I get to say this, but Jackson State just pulled off a flipmiss miracle. Still a number one recruit in the country, Travis Hunter from Florida State. What does this mean for HBCUs? And we take a look at the key matchups in this year's Celebration Bowl. Oh yeah, this Locked On HBCU. Play my music. You are Locked On HBCU, your daily podcast covering HBCU sports. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to today's episode of Locked On HBCU, your number one daily one-stop shop for everything HBCU athletics, Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us your first listen of the day every day. Of course, I am Darian Gray, the mouth of the South, Texas Southern alum and former TSU Herald Sports editor. Thank you for going on this journey with me. And today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing your business. And an absolute bomb was dropped on the sports world when nobody expected this and the news broke that Jackson State, yes, an HBCU, had the number one player in the country. I, I was sitting there like, what? Right? I'm confused. Blinking twice, making sure I'm not looking at the video wrong. This was an absolute monumental moment. I don't know what else happened today. I don't know. I don't really care what else happened today. All I know is that Jackson State got the number one recruit in the country. Travis Hunter, cornerback out of Georgia, the first five-star recruit in HBCU history. Florida State has not been good, okay? And he's been committed to Florida State since March of 2020. Florida State has not been good. So it takes a lot of loyalty and commitment to remain committed to a team that has not been successful. He never wavered either. During his recruitment process, he went to Georgia for a trip because even when you commit, they're still traveling. He went to Jackson State as well. Probably not the best example because he picked them. But overall, when you're traveling or when you're recruiting, you're expecting these players to take visits elsewhere, even if they commit to you first. So him going to Georgia wasn't anything wild or unprecedented. But when asked about it, he was very dismissive of, of Georgia. He was very dismissive of Georgia in his reveal of Jackson State, too. It was something about the way he threw that hat off his, you know, get this hat out my face. Like, it was just something about the way he threw it. It was like, I'm really not going to Georgia. He at least showed Florida State love. And the other hat that was tossed to the side was such a, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. I can't even remember what the school was. But overall, he's been Florida State through and through. Never a question he was a Seminole. And then he took a visit to Jackson State. I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was a great look, but I didn't really think much of it. Okay, top recruit coming to Jackson State. Cool. That was the end of my thought process. Never in a million years did I think that Dion would pull this off. But there I go, doubting him again. I don't know why, because he's shown himself to be talented. He's shown himself to be charismatic. Why would I not think that he was able to win over it? a high school senior. He's Deion Sanders. But I want to I want to say something real quick because I don't think this decision was made lightly. 
I told you about the loyalty that it that it requires to talk to a team for a year and a half and them to kind of convince you to stay committed even though things aren't going well. Think about what he could have done for Florida State. Now multiply that over and over to show the impact that he's going to have on Jackson State. Once I was certain that my excitement level wasn't going to go through the roof and I was going to be able to talk to you guys and really break down the pod, I said, all right, now it's time to get the microphone out. Now it's time to give what I think and talk about my reactions because, like I said, I had to blink a couple of times. I did not see this coming. Should it have been unexpected? Yes. Completely. If you say you saw this coming, I don't believe you. I, I just don't. Um, this guy was a Seminole. This guy was a Seminole. But, man, like, overall, why did it happen, though? Why did it happen? And it's simple. There's two reasons. I'm going to start with number one, Deion Sanders. And Deion Sanders is Deion Sanders just about everywhere. Phenomenal player, charismatic guy, one of the greatest to ever do it. He's Deion Sanders. But Deion Sanders is Deion Sanders to Travis Hunter. During his original visit to Jackson State, because I'm reading, keeping up on these things, I read that Prime was his idol. And he wanted to keep that DBU moniker going at Florida State. Name DBU, but that's neither here nor there. Everybody knows DBU resides in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. But this is not, this is not the pod for this. Y'all go check out Locked On SEC for that. But overall, he wanted to keep that mantra going at Florida State. So in a way, even in the smallest manner, I could say that Deion Sanders played a part in his recruitment to Jackson or to Florida State. So if you're willing to go to Deion Sanders, your idols, alma mater, if you're willing to go to where he played his collegiate ball and try to continue his legacy, what would make you think that he would not just decide, you know what, my idol is a coach and I am going to just go to him and instead of continuing a legacy, I'm just going to go play for him and get taught by him and become the best defensive back I could be. If Ray Lewis came out and was a coach anywhere, you don't think they're going to get a lot of high linebacker prospects? Ed Reed was offered a position. You don't think they're going to start getting a lot of safety prospects? Overall, when I look at it, I don't know if anybody else could have done this. And I really don't think anybody could have. Honestly, I don't think another coach could have done this with this player. And I don't know if Prime could have done this with another player either. I think this was just a perfect match of my idol versus the kid who was idolizing. And at the right time that HBCUs were building up in that right there, that right there is the something bigger. That's the second reason. Something bigger than him is why he came to an HBCU. People understand the landscape. And people have a lot of theories on why he chose Jackson State. But I think that every theory needs to at least mention that. Maybe he understands what this means and the magnitude of his decision. I don't think he made it not understanding that all eyes were going to be on him at Jackson State and understand that, hey, I'm a trailblazer. I'm a trendsetter. And that's what he did today. He established that. This is something bigger than himself. I'm not going to a Power 5 school. Let's be honest. He, he, was, he was going to Florida State, but he could have done better than Florida State. He could have went to any school he wanted to. This is the number one recruit in the nation. Everybody wants him. And instead of going to 
Bama. Instead of going to Pittsburgh, you know, like there's still Pittsburgh in there. Instead of going to Florida State, instead of going to an LSU, he decided to go to Jackson State and something that could really shift the ground and could really change everything. And honestly, I think it's already on the way. If anything, I think this cements a change that has been coming and has been percolating for a while. I've seen it. This was just the move that made everybody else see it because now this change in viewpoint, this change in perspective on HBCUs is something that nobody, unless you're just choosing to do it, nobody can deny or act like is not happening. And that's what we're going to be talking about as we continue with today's episode of Locked On HBCU. This is it. The putt to win the tournament. You sink it and the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow in one place, so I don't like going five different places to try to get what I need to do done. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 27,000 businesses already use it, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program for those who are ready to upgrade at NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. Head to NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA for special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for powering your growth. That's NetSuite.com slash LockedOnNCAA. All right, as we keep on rolling on today's episode of Locked On HBCU, I want to say thank you to all of you guys listening, going on this journey with me. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And check out the Ultimate College Football Preview 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. And I'm sitting here thinking, Travis Hunter, Jackson State Tiger. I love it. I love hearing it. But what does it mean? Because once I got my bearings about me and I was no longer just saying, this is great, this is great, oh my God, it happened. I started thinking, what does it happening actually mean? And it means that this process that I've been watching happen for mm, probably a year or so, maybe a year and a half, two, is finally coming to the light for everybody. I saw it. I saw it percolating. I knew it was going to happen. Not this particular thing. I didn't see the number one recruit happening. I want to be very clear. But I did see high recruits happening. I did see some recruits saying, oh, well, we're going to go to HBCUs. They have four-star. Maybe even get a, a, a low five-star at some point. I did see that happen. And I'm not going to say I've seen it happening right away or this early. But I definitely knew it was a possibility. And not something I actually thought would not happen. So, the fact that high-profile players are coming to HBCUs is not shocking to me. The fact that it's the high-profile player, the number one in the country, now that floored me. However, this is what I've seen coming. This is the change in perspective of just those black schools or teams that have, or schools that have good legacy and oh, what used to be. I'm tired of talking about what used to be. That's something that Hunter spoke on. 
Be part of the, the future. He talked about the history that they have, but he said, I want to be part of the future. That's what I'm tired of hearing. Oh, well, you know, they had Walter Payton. Man, ain't nobody trying to watch no Walter Payton Jackson State highlights. No disrespect. He was great there. But if you're watching Walter Payton highlights, you're watching them in the league. I want players of my own generation. I want players like Darius Leonard, who I can sit there and say, oh, he was a dog at South Carolina State. Let me go look at him. Those are the type of things that I want. And these are the type of things that we're building too. I've been watching. It's been percolating. And you know when I really started paying attention to it? When I really started focusing and realizing, you know what? This might be something. Is when Mikey Williams decided to release his top 10 teams. And there was a bunch of uh, HBCUs on there. Now, I, well, my HBCU was there. Well, I took a personal affinity to it. And I'm looking. But that's the type of move that will make people ask, Why? Why, why, you're Mikey Williams, you have everybody who wants you. Why would you choose those schools? HBCUs in the, same, in the same breath with a Power Five? Doesn't make sense, but it makes you look. It made you look, and that's what it's starting. He wants to be there, all right? Then you fast forward. Deion Sanders, hired. This is a guy who I've heard be called the greatest football player of all time before. Now he's the head coach at an HBCU. Everybody knows what he is as a personality. So recruiting really shouldn't come as no, like, surprise. And it's not like he walks around with a talisman. He is the talisman. He is the thing with magical powers. It's just like, you really walked in there and sold that kid on coming to Jackson State as opposed to Florida State? By the way, talisman, word of the day. But he's good with it. That's who just came here. Eddie George, great career, Hall of Fame semifinalist this year, Tennessee State. And then when it really started clicking for me and I really started catching it, I thought about it. And I said, the Mississippi Valley State basketball coach plays for the Pistons or used to play for the Pistons. The Alabama State head coach in football right now, former NFL player, Super Bowl participant. These are the type of moves that are shifting everything. Don't believe me? Ole Miss had a had a recruit. Tight. But what did they what did they do over there at Alabama State? This ain't even a school that just won the swag. What did they do over there at Alabama State? They said, you know what? I know you've been tied to him. You know you've been linked to him. He ain't committed or anything. He ain't signed. He's gonna come on over here to me. That's crazy. That gets overshadowed because it's not the number one recruit in the nation. It's not Deion Sanders. But Eddie Robinson Jr. got him one right there. That was a great move. That was a great move. So all, all that being said, no, I did not see the big domino being the number one recruit in the country dropping and saying, hey, I want to play at an HBCU. Didn't see it coming. But I get it. I completely get it. Why not prime? Why not? But I think that one thing we need to stop talking about is lack of exposure. It still happens, still there. But as far as as a prospect, not buying it. You're the number one prospect in the country. You think people are going to just stop looking at you? No, he know that. That's why he's okay making that decision. But people aren't just going to stop looking for Hunter because, oh, man, he wants to an HBCU. No, if anything, it's going to bring more eyes to his teammates. Imagine if James Houston had a season like he had this year. And you have a guy like Travis Hunter in the back end. So everybody's watching, the tape's on, and you destroying stuff. It's a whole different conversation going through the rest of the day, going through the rest of your year, going through the rest of your 
you know, draft process. Cause you hear that? Oh yeah, I'm good today. Oh yeah, I'm good this week. It's just completely different. So, I think this is a destination. It's no longer denying it. What may be viewed as, or what may have been viewed as a hope or something that we wish for as HBCU alums, has turned into a reality. Players, coaches, that goes for NFL coaches. Didn't even mention Hugh Jackson in there. Players, that goes for players just like Travis Hunter. They're realizing or at least acknowledging that HBCUs can be a viable place to showcase your talent. They're going to find you. If you're good, they're going to find you. Point blank, period. There's not a doubt in my mind that if you're good enough, they will find you. And I think people are understanding that. So now it's like, okay, we can do it. These are the type of things that I'm looking for. Screw the exposure. Take that out. Right now, I know that you'll come find me. And people are saying, you know what? I want to go to an HBCU. Not I have to go. Huge difference. And I think we're watching that play out in real time. And I watched it all the way from Mikey Williams all the way until Travis Hunter. I've seen it in the recruiting. I've seen it in the coaching. I've seen it in the transfer portal. I've seen it in all different kinds of ways. People saying, I want to go there. I desire to be there. That is where I would like to be. It's a whole lot different than that's where I am. That's what's going to happen. But as we continue on with this episode of Locked on HBCU, we're going to wrap up talking about the Celebration Bowl and giving you three big-time matchups that you need to watch for if you want to be prepared for this year's game. You listen to your favorite podcast for the power of knowledge. Switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get a power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes of Locked on HBCU. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all that brain power too don't be selfish and the power of one of america's largest 5g networks you can do it all at the speed of 5g with all that money you save and all that knowledge you gain just how powerful may you become switch to boost mobile and find out get a free samsung galaxy a32 5g when you switch to one of america's largest 5g networks more power to save boost mobile New phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. Now I get to tell you guys about Bet Online, And Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march into the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of your sports action this season. Head to the new desktop or if you're on your phone, Get on there, do the mobile website, and sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive your bonus. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, hockey, boxing, UFC, casino games, it really does not matter. Just make sure you're taking advantage of these amazing offers through 2021 because BetOnline is the fastest and easiest place to bet all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, as we wrapping up today's episode of Locked On HBCU, we're going to be talking about the Celebration Bowl and the key matchups that you need to be watching out for. And let's not start off with anything other than the biggest storyline or the biggest matchup, and that is the Kobe Durant versus Keith Corbin. I don't think there's anything bigger than that. See, I call this a journey, right? And 
y'all might hear me throw a metaphor or two out there, but for y'all who have been on this journey for a while, then you know my methods when it comes to limiting the passing game. For those who have not, and maybe were hitchhiking, got picked up along the way, that's cool. We got mad room in the car for everybody. But for those who are hitchhiking and maybe caught on a little, caught on a little bit late, one of my keys to stopping the passing game is just take out the top receiver, especially in Jackson State's case where that's the receiver they throw to all the time. They took away that receiver in PV, often struggled. Not saying it's the only reason, but it's definitely a reason. It's something that cost them. You take away the guy that I like to throw to all the time, you make it harder on me. I got to look at everybody else. I don't have my safety valve. I don't have any of those things. And they're they're great. Don't get me wrong. It's just not who Shador likes to throw to all the time. So I'm looking for this. MEAC player of the year. One of the best cornerbacks in the FCS. I'm talking about FCS All-American. First team. Not second, not third. FCS All-American first team. Clemson game. Two interceptions. That's not really an accolade, but it should be. Because it shows that he's he's good on the big stage. The stage isn't too big for him. He doesn't sit there and be like, oh my God, I'm playing Deion Sant. No, he's ready to get out there and play. He got there and played Clemson right away. Yeah, come on. And he got two interceptions off of it. Those type of games do wonder for his recruiting. That's why he's so good. 14 pass breakups. They don't throw the ball to him much. But when they do, they pay for it. That's 100%. Keith Corbin has to find a way to have a better game. He needs to bounce back. If you're Jackson State, he needs, to, he needs to find a way to have a better game. I don't care how it has to happen. At some way, it needs to happen. Now, my second matchup to watch is Kendrell Flowers running back for South Carolina State versus Jackson State's front seven. Oh, this is tough. But the Bulldogs are going to try to run. That's what they're going to do. There's no real good way to attack their, their offense and defense of Jackson State. But South Carolina is going to try to run the ball on them. And they're going to try to do it a lot with Flowers. Honestly, I think you have to. I don't think it's something that is like, if I don't get it done, I don't get No, you have to run the ball successfully. And it's hard because Jackson State has four players with 10 or more tackles for a loss. So they're getting back there. They're penetrating the backfield, whether that's passing downs or running downs. They're doing both. Oof. This is one I'm going to have fun watching. Y'all know I love some strength on strength. Let me see, Kendrell, former Wake Forest uh, commit, decide to transfer over to Jackson State, or excuse me, to South Carolina State. But you got to remember, Antoine Owens, James Houston, Keontae Hampton. Them boys ain't no, ain't no joke. So when you're in there trying to run, you better run hard. You better bring your hard hat because they're not going to play around. And they come to knock your head. You can't say that nowadays in today's football, my bad. They coming to thump, all right? Just know that they coming to thump, and they coming to make sure that you don't get any kind of yards. So it's going to be a, a huge challenge. I love the strength-on-strength matchup. And then this is the last one for me. Corey Fields Jr. versus Jackson State's passing defense. At some point, you're going to have to throw the ball. When you're going against a top team, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to let it out. You're going to have to air it out. Even if it's just for a little bit, you have to. And Jackson State isn't going to let you just run the ball on them, first off. Like, but that's like I said, it's hard to really gauge how to knock this team off as far as defense. You and Terry Bowden was just like, protect the ball and don't fumble. Like, don't you give up turnovers. That was it. But I look at them like the, like the 49ers from two years ago, their Super Bowl year, right? The year they went to the Super Bowl. Let's look at their last two seasons or their last two games of the season. 
this is what South Carolina State probably would like, but I don't think it happens. First one versus the Packers. They ran up and down the Packers. They dominate that game, and that's why Jimmy Garoppolo was able to throw less than 10 passes. But then you go to the next week against the Chiefs. They're in a close matchup. Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo has to make a play. He has to throw the ball to Emmanuel Sanders. If he does, probably a touchdown. Those are the type of swings that you want to avoid. So when the number is called, whether that's multiple times through the game, whether that's one time through the game, it does not matter. You have to show up, Mr. Fields. There's absolutely no question about it. If you're just passing defense, try to confuse him, try to get some interceptions. He's thrown 12 this year. He's prone to him. And honestly, overall, if you're taking the ball away from them, easy possessions for your offense. This place is about to be absolutely packed. It's sold out, the first sold out celebration bowl. I'm excited. Everybody else is excited. I hope that Corey Fields is excited. And I hope that he understands, I mean, the responsibility he has. He's a quarterback, so he's not new to responsibility. But overall, I'm just really excited. And thank you for making Locked On HBCU your first listen of the day. Like, we really do appreciate it. And for our next episode, we're going to be taking a deep dive into Jackson State versus South Carolina State, the 2021 Celebration Bowl. Oh, I can't wait, man. Let me get off this mic so I can go ahead and get on to tomorrow. I'm really excited to give you guys this content. So make sure you guys make us your first listen of the day. And for your second listen, go check out Locked On Bets. Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with analysis and expert insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. And in the meantime, in between time, y'all know where to catch me, on that blue app, on that bird, on Twitter, at South Exclusives. Until the next time we find each other, family, y'all take care, y'all stay safe. Peace.